You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Praise the Lord. The scripture says, Give to the Lord, O families of the peoples, give to the Lord glory and strength. Give to the Lord glory due his name. And in Isaiah 42 verse 8 as well, the Lord makes a statement that is, um, I think those are some of the statements that our dad said. I don't know which word he used. Uh, 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 did he say declarative or something? But Isaiah 42 verse 8 says, I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory I will not give to another, nor my praise to carved images and if you come to 48 Isaiah 48 flip a few chapters forward verse 11 he's repeating himself it's, it's somehow it says 48 11 it says for my own sake for my own sake I will do it for how should my name be profane I will not give my glory to another praise the Lord May the Lord bless his word in Jesus' name. We see from scripture here that God is clear, he's categorical, that his glory he does not distribute. He will not share, he will not tolerate anybody touching his glory. He won't. He doesn't like it, he doesn't play with it. This is something that if you and I, as the Lord will help us, to understand it will make for the enjoyment of our work with him here on earth you see one of the things i found out in psalm 19 verse from 7 down to 11 the bible talks about the word of the lord the commandments of the lord and in verse 11 in particular it makes a statement it says in keeping them by them the servant is warned and in keeping them there is what great reward great reward message translation will say as you follow them you will find hidden treasure praise the lord every word of god is for your benefit whether it's called 11 commandments or seven commandments or 10 commandments or whatever it is don't run from the commandments of god Praise the Lord. The same way when you buy your car, you desire to look and know what the man has said so you can enjoy it. Praise God. I don't know if you've heard about it, but some time ago, the president of the United States visited some country. I can't remember the particular country. And unfortunately, did not know that his car, either it was a diesel, the, um, the beast was a diesel, and they filled it with gasoline. They had to send in another um, a beast because the car was wrecked. They actually pushed it. If, if you remember, you may have seen it in the news a couple of years back. Because the maker of the vehicle said, this is what it will run on. Praise the Lord. As children of God, it is wisdom. It is discretion. It is understanding that you and I find what God says to do and what? Love to do it. And what he says not to do and hate to do it praise the lord 
and I'm talking today about this issue of giving God glory. You see, you and I must come to believe that his, why he says it is for our good. Because it can be tempting and it can almost seem like, I mean, what is the big deal? But he says, my glory, I will not give to another. Some Bible scholar says, Isaiah 42, he says, I will not, never, 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 ever, I will not. So there's an emphasis and you begin to wonder why is God particular about you and I giving him glory? Number one, I think we read part of it in 96, if you can come back with 96. He made a statement there in verse 5. He says, for all the gods of the peoples are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. We've said here before, every one of us who owns a car, I don't see anyone buy a Mercedes car and change the logo and put a Toyota logo. If I don't see anybody, you paid for the car, it belongs to you. You don't throw away the logo and all that is in it. I, I remember when we were in Lagos, they used to steal all those things a lot. And when they steal it, you go to the market and buy it. Why are you buying logo? You have bought the car, it belongs to you. If they steal it, why don't you print your name tag and put on it? Hmm? The number one, it's here one of uh, Amama village. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? But, but you go and trace that logo, you buy it with your money, and it says Toyota, Nissan, and it says Mercedes, and you buy it and put back on the vehicle. You paid for the vehicle. Why are you making sure it carries that logo? You know why? You want to give the glory of the vehicle to the one who did what? Who made it? God made you. God made you. If you do the U version, if you have it on uh, the software, today I believe you must have shown to the, the scripture Psalm 139. It says, For you and I are what? Fearfully and wonderfully made. Say, That my soul knoweth very well. If for nothing, because some people are asking, What will I give God glory for? If for nothing that He made you. Praise the Lord. It's only in this part of the world that when they're bringing things, they don't put where they're made in. You see, produce of China, produce of Belgium, it has to be there. Why? Because honor, acknowledgement must always be given to the maker of a thing. God demands that for what he has made, he should what? Be acknowledged and be given the glory. Now, I, I don't know about you, but sometime ago, I can't remember what it was that I was, um, I was talking to the Lord about. And the picture he gave in my heart was, okay. This a discussion, let's take it back. The nine months you were in your mother's womb, how did you cooperate with me? How, what did you contribute to the forming of your fingers, to the coming together of your heart and your kidney? How, what, how effective were you? I think I was trying to understand some things. I was trying to you know, get the details of some things that God was doing. You know? And he said, if the most essential part of who you are I did it without you making an impute. Who do you think you are, Mr. Big Stuff? And this morning, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're burdened about. I don't know what you're carrying. I don't know what your issue is. I don't even know what you're proud about. But God said to tell you, if for six months you started so tiny that you could only be seen with aid of some equipment and then you formed and formed and formed do you know how intricate thank god for that maybe we should look at that psalm 139 please let's look at it it will help someone 
It says how I was skillfully wrought in my mother's womb. It said, Oh Lord, you have searched me and known me from verse 1. You know my sitting down and my rising. You understand my thoughts afar of you comprehend my path and my line that you are acquainted with all my ways there is not a word on my tongue but behold lord you know it all together you have heard me in behind and before you have laid your hand on me it says such knowledge is what too wonderful for me it is high i cannot attain it i want to go quickly to where it says how verse 13 thank you lord it says for you formed my inward part you covered me in my mother's womb praise the lord you form my inward part how many of us have the phone you have a phone the device phone you know when you have a phone even though no though now most phones are touch screens okay but um, a few years ago if you got a gsm in um when it came out newly when you get a phone you see dial you see receive you see the signs you understand you see the numbers, you see send, you see all of that. Now, it looks simple when all those things are there. But if you open the phone, if it breaks and you see inside, what are you going to see? You see an intricate web, you know, of little, little dots. You understand what I'm saying? This is what the psalmist is saying. The psalmist, said, the, the psalmist is saying here in, in Psalm 139, verse 13. He said, you covered me in my mother's womb. He said, not that my mother's womb covered. He put my intricate details. You understand what I'm saying? So when you came out, you came out as a baby. But inside of that baby, there was a liver. There was a spleen. There was a heart. There was this. There was that. There was all that detail. He said, God, you put all of them together before you wrapped me up. That's how great your God is. You see, any, any good artist, I, 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 I can draw a bit. I can draw a baby. Any good sculptor can actually form a baby. But you see, it says, what of the thing inside? That's the difference between real and toy. You know toys, everything on the outside looks the same. You get a toy car, I mean, they look beautiful. You get a toy gun, it looks the same way. Anything toy looks the same. But the inside is where the difference is. And the psalmist is saying here, you are the one who saw to it that you put a code in my system called dna that as i grow my skin is falling off and a new skin is forming is someone getting what i'm saying the, the the part of your body that is in the eye or the iris now let me get it that dna knows where it is and knows what it should produce at the time it should produce it who taught it who instructed it it is your god and he's saying to you and i this morning give to the lord the glory, what? Due his name. Give to the Lord. He says, I will not. You know, one of the most beautiful scriptures in Malachi, Malachi um, 3.10 is the most popular scripture, right? In Malachi. But if you turn to your Bible in Malachi 2.2, you see where the Lord said something there. Malachi chapter 2 verse 2. What did he say? he was speaking to the priest here he said if you are not here and if you not take it to heart to do what to give glory to my name says the lord of all he says i'll send a cause the tithe is small play that's why when people start arguing about tithe they don't even understand what is involved you see tithe is the minimum god is saying if you don't give glory to my name this one is neither old or new because it's in the New Testament as well. It says, I will send a curse on your blessing. Why is he saying that? He said, if you deny me the maker, why should you find enjoyment in it? If you deny me the source, why should you continue to enjoy it? 
So when he got to tithe, this one, he was talking to the priest. He was talking to the people who should teach the people, who should teach the children of Israel, the knowledge of God. So really, all that, all that thing about tithe is a little part of giving God glory. Just a little part. So when a man gets up and says, I will not give to the Lord part of what he has given to me, he's actually confirming that he has said none of it is of the Lord. It's not about the percentage. It is about who the source is. Because every one of us here, especially as Nigerians, even if you work in any organization or you do business, they give you business and they deal with you, they transact with you. If it's Salah, you will take something to the Muslim. If it's Christmas, you take something to the Pamsek, isn't it? Why are you doing that? Because you're acknowledging that that man or that person was instrumental to the benefit you got from that institution. Now, God is saying to the priest here, I created, Psalm 96 told us, he said, the earth, I made it. It means the ground you're standing belongs to me. Someone might have right of occupancy, but he did not say you made it. It is right of occupancy. God the maker, God the source is demanding. He hasn't said, no, just enjoy the word, no. And do you know all that thing about atheism, all that thing about, um, about the Big Bang Theory, all that thing about um, evolution and all of that. The devil is trying to get back to the root and cut God off of his glory. That's all they're fighting for. So be, instead of man humbling himself and acknowledging God made me and God deserves glory from my life, man decides to say he came from chimpanzee. He came from baboon. Have I told you the story about a couple? The man was atheist. The wife was Christian. And they were driving with their children along the road. Okay, I think they went to a zoo or something. And then the child asked the father who had been teaching him evolution and said to him, Okay, the father had been teaching the children evolution. The mother was a believer. So the, the child said to the mother, 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 daddy says these are our ancestors, pointing to the monkeys and the baboons in the zoo. And the mother said to the child, Yes, very correct, from your father's side. These are the ancestors, but from my own side. It is Abraham, Isaac, Adam. You understand? He said these ones, ancestors from your father's side. Yes, he's correct. Praise the Lord. So it's all that attack to cut God off. To say God didn't make us. And it's so interesting. I don't know. I don't know. If you picked up a piece of handkerchief on the floor, can it evolve? Can it? How can this rug, you know, over time, as it becomes rag by reason of use, become a handkerchief? Is it possible? And like I've always wondered, sometimes I wished evolution were true. Because when I lived in Lagos, I thought men should evolve to fly. You've not lived in Lagos, you don't understand. Especially now that they closed Third Man Land Bridge. You see, if evolution were true, men in Lagos would have been flying. You get up from Ikorodu or wherever you live, El Kokomaiko, you know, um, Badagri, and your office is in VI. You just come out in your house and you wind your hands, wind your hands, and then... You, <laughs> praise the Lord. You know, those who are in VI can still remain as human beings. But you come out and whine and fly because men need to fly in some areas, in some parts of the world. Okay? But it's not true. God has made the world and he has established the times and seasons. So God demands that men, men, you and I, every one of us must give him glory and why is this very important it's very important because like it occurred to me that because 
you and I take too much credit for what God is doing and for what God has done, we invariably put pressure on ourselves for what God will do. Praise the Lord. Let me try and explain that. You see, because already we take too much credit. Okay, let's take it the average young lady. The average lady, not young lady. I think the disease affects everybody. The average young lady that God has made, the Bible says you're fearfully and what? Wonderfully made. So God has made you, okay? But when you look in the mirror, because you imagine that you came out from some factory, you don't acknowledge the God who made you. You now want to make your waist. Maybe your waist is 37. And you now want this waist to become 17. You want to take away 20. You've not first gone to the one who made it 37 to say, bye-bye, thank you. Are you with me? You struggle to adjust because you think what you are came from you. But you see, when you understand that all that you are first and foremost is a gift, it's God that made it. It's easy for you to accept that this is how he made me. And in spite of what people say about you, you tell them, if you have issues with me, talk to who? My manufacturer. But we think too much to ourselves. So you see somebody being proud that he has pointed nose. You see somebody being proud that he has a, that he's tall. If you're tall and you're proud, let's do a short competition. Let's see who will be shorter. If in the next one month you become shorter than me, then I'll respect you. But if you can only be tall without being short, the Ibos have a saying. They said, as you are taller than me, can you also be what? Uh -huh. Somebody is made light skin or dark skin. And you want to change it. No, the way the manufacturer, have you gone to him to say, Father, I thank you that this is the model you made me. Praise the Lord. The people who make vehicles, they make models. The same way God who made human beings made models. And different times, different seasons, different models reign. When we're growing up, let me tell you, all of you that are very young here, when we're growing up, if your wife is not fat, you're a poor man. The name thick madam did not mean any other thing. It meant that when the madam came, she was thick. And if the madam was not thick, then the husband was poor. That was when that mother was reigning. Don't worry. Who knows before time passes? For those of us that are thick, you don't know whether thick mother will start reigning again. Is somebody understanding what? I, oh, yes. All this one that we are working to kill ourselves, that our stomachs will go down. A big man, they said when you see a big man, you see his big stomach. The sense I want you to get from it is this. You never made yourself in the first place. And as long as you don't acknowledge that you have too much pressure, when you sit down and understand that you were fearfully, wonderfully, and intentionally made, God made you the way you are. It wasn't, there's nothing God cannot do. Remember the scripture we looked at a couple of days, days ago when mommy Chippe. He said, who sinned, this man or, or the parents? He said, none of those, but that the glory, the works of the Lord might be what? Revealed. Anyhow you have come in, it's intentional. And if you discover the one who made that, he will finish what he started. Many of us are unfinished products because we have left the manufacturer shed and we have denied him. There's this man, many of us may have heard about him, Nick Vijovic, you know, I never get the name correct. He's armless and uh, limbless. He now has, I think, four children. He's a millionaire and he's touching lives all over the world. 
at a stage in, he was born to pastors yeah, I'm, I'm going somewhere because this will help a lot of people you know somebody feels ah, ah, but i deserve better than this what do you deserve who are you where are you coming from his parents were pastors so they had this child and you can imagine the shock and all of that but as life went on this man tried this young boy tried to commit suicide severally until someday he had an encounter with god and saw that god made him you know and this is where we we have to be careful the way we imagine that we can command god yes the bible says even though there are some different sides to it, concerning the works of my hand command you me ask and you shall receive there are some things that you must learn from the master himself not my will but what your will be done it is maturity the only person in your house that once they cry they give them something is a baby if you don't give them sweet you give them pacifier you give you must give them something but when you begin to mature in that house sometimes when you cry what you get is a spank how many have experienced that it's showing that you have come of age so sometimes when we are decreeing to god i want this i want it i need this i command it i claim it sometimes as you do that is things will even get worse say shut up what did he say to moses he said stop crying to me so it's a sign of maturity until this young boy after he had tried to commit suicide several times he had an encounter with god and god told him i want to use you to show forth my glory it was at that time his perspective changed he surrendered who he was and how he was made back to his creator the problem is that when you don't give glory you don't get follow-up sales you don't get what they call them um, after sales services many of us are suffering because we don't have after sales services we have broken relationship with the manufacturer when this young man got back to god god started anointing him first of all he anointed him with joy anytime i see him i feel bad i feel that i'm sick because the joy he exudes is it's i mean it's contagious you just seem smile how can someone without limb be so happy how can he, you know, you see his smiles, you see everything. Why? Because when he went back to his manufacturer, the one who made him, who fearfully and wonderfully made him, added the things that he wanted to use him for. He has four children now. All of them beautiful, perfect. And God gave him enough money so that people will brush his teeth. You know he can't brush his teeth. Everywhere he goes, someone has to carry him. That is what your god does because when he begins a thing he's what he's faithful to perfect it but when you and i don't acknowledge him already when we don't acknowledge him for what he has done when we think that where we are we brought ourselves that far by ourselves we put burdens on ourselves like we learned you know uh, last sunday that the, one of the things that the benefits of being led of the spirit is that you won't be anxious why should you be anxious the progress you've made how did you orchestrate it you know that's why we have to be careful with something when some people share testimony they go to heaven create something they go to hell remove something they go to sokoto add something and then they bring it together there is no wonder there is no amazement there is no element of we don't even know god just did it why because you see these men have become co-manufacturers with god and when you attain that position everything in your life you have to solve it the same way god will say okay you can do and don't do right praise the lord okay let me show you scripture because uh, um we have quite a few passages H how many of us know the man named samson samson you know samson 
Come with me to Judges 15. I will see something about Samson. Samson was a man that was privileged. Privileged, you know, immensely. God appeared to his parents, to his mother, and told him, this is what this child will do. This child will be anointed and all of that. And he came out and that was what was happening with his life. Samson would, you know, be offended by a, a city. He would go and carry the gate and just travel. <laughs> How many want that type of power? <laughs> you know, a lion roars at it. He doesn't run. Instead of running, he pursues the lion and catches it. Can you imagine that? I wish we received that anointing even for some dogs in our neighborhood. Eh? Praise God. That's how anointed Samson was. Judges 15, please. Come with me. And it happened at one point, I read and skip because of time. It says, um, after a while, in verse 1, in the time of wheat harvest, it happened that Samson visited his wife with a young goat, and he said, let me go into my wife, into her room, but her father would not permit him to go. Her father said, I really thought that you thoroughly hated her. Therefore, I gave her to your companion. Is not her younger sister better than she? Please take her instead. And Samson said to them, this time I shall be blameless regarding the Philistines if I harm them. Then Samson went and caught 300 foxes and he took torches, turned the foxes tail to tail and put a torch between each pair of tails. When he had set the torches on fire, he let the foxes go into the standing grain of the Philistines and burned up both the shocks and the standing grain, as well as the vineyards and olive groves. And the Philistine says, who has done this? And they answered and said, Samson, the son-in-law of Timite, because he has taken his wife and given her to his companion. Okay, so the Philistines came up and burned her and her father. Now, what is happening here? There was trouble between Samson and the Philistines. And he went and burnt, you know, their field and all of that. And this Philistines at that time were ruling over the children of Israel. So they came for Samson and the people of Israel said, let's hand Samson over to you, which they did. Now we're going somewhere. Now, if you come with me to verse, um, where I'm going to uh, is actually 14. It says, when he came to Lehi, the Philistines, this is Samson now, came shouting against him. Then the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. And the ropes that his people, the children of Israel, tied on him became like flax that is burned with fire. And his burns broke loose from his hands. 15. He found a fresh jawbone of a donkey, reached out his hand and took it, and killed a thousand men with it. Praise the Lord. Now this is a man armed with a fresh jawbone of an ass. He slew a thousand of the Philistine army. Now look at verse 17, everybody. Read. And so it was. Let's read 16, please. Then Samson said, everybody, with the jawbone of a donkey, heaps upon heaps, with the jawbone of a donkey, what has happened? I have slain a thousand men. Verse 17. And so it was, when he had finished speaking, he threw the jawbone from his hand and called up, please, Ramah Lehi. Praise the Lord. Now, God, the Bible tells us here in verse 14, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, broke the bands that held him, broke all of that, and empowered him. So he took the jawbone of an ass, slew a thousand men, praise the Lord, and then he sang a poem to himself. What's that poem? Let's read, please. He said what? 
heaps upon heaps, heaps upon heaps, Samson has 16. He said, with the jawbone of a donkey, heaps upon heaps, with the jawbone of a donkey, Samson has slain what? A thousand men. So the Lord allowed him, verse 17. When he had finished speaking, verse 18 now says, the first line says, he became very thirsty. Are you with me? Now, you have slain 1,000 men with the jawbone of an ass. Or you get a cup of water. That's where Koma entered the story. He almost died out of thirst. Brother, sister, the Lord is saying, the mighty victory that you're claiming to yourself, a time will come that it will be water that will humble you before God. A time will come that it will be a cup of water you cannot find. Why is that so? Because you did not give me the glory. He said, I have slain a thousand men. And heaven said, eh, okay, drink water. And all of a sudden, he could see that in all his greatness, he couldn't quench his thirst. God was telling him, do you know you were nursed? You were brought out. They had to remove mucus from your nose. Somebody is here and you're thinking you are something. The Spirit of the Lord is saying, be careful. Learn from Samson. Because a time will come that he will be thirst. It was thirst that made him change his narrative. In that period of thirst, what did he say? He cried out to the Lord. When the enemy came, because the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. Because what makes it a bit dicey is that for some people, they don't even ask. God is just helping them. God is helping them. God is blessing them. God is making their ways prosperous. And everything is working. Somebody gets married. In the first four years, you have seven children. When you see somebody without a child, you say, who sinned? Is it the man or the woman? Or maybe their neighborhood? Or maybe their grandfather? You, 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 just, you just assume a lot of things. Because the mercy of God, the grace of God, the goodness of God just followed you through. So you never, you never appropriated the good things and the blessings you enjoy back to God. You know what? God always has a way of getting your attention, tuning your radio to his station. And Samson cried out to the Lord. If you read it, he had never called the Lord. Why will he call the Lord? Your chairman, chief executive, your high flyer, you're being celebrated, the best in all of that. One toothache in the middle of the night. You know that painkillers are limited. Praise the Lord. Or maybe it's not even, it won't come as pain. It will come, you know the type of nightmare that you wake up from. And you don't want night to come again. Are you understanding? God has a way of teaching every of his creation. Saying to them, I made you. My glory I will not share. Samson cried out. And said, Lord. It was then he said, you have given this great deliverance by the hand of your servant. He didn't say that before. He didn't know that before until he tested. For some of us, we are in situations now that the turnaround is very simple. If you acknowledge him today, 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 change will come tomorrow. Because in this account, the Bible says when he cried out in verse 19, the Bible says, so God split the whole place that was in lay just by him there and water came out. Why was that water restrained? Because they needed to teach him a lesson as to know your maker, 101. Know your maker. People of God, God is concerned about his glory. God is intentional 
that everyone must acknowledge him. I give you another example in the scriptures. The man called Nebuchadnezzar. His own is very interesting. Nebuchadnezzar was a great man. He was bigger than if there was a president that ruled over America, China, um, Russia, all, 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 the, all the great nations today. He was that big. He had the power of life and death such that God described him as a mighty tree that the nations of the earth and the peoples of the earth found shelter. The beast of the field found. That was how great he had become. But unknown to Nebuchadnezzar, somebody made him. Unknown to Nebuchadnezzar, what he was experiencing was the mercy of God, the gift of God, the grace of God through him. And he thought all these things were by his mind. So first the Lord gave him a dream in Daniel chapter 4. The Lord gave him a dream. Okay? And in that dream, you know, so many things were shared to him in the dream. But he now called his um, advisors and all of them. And they, as usual, couldn't help him because this was at another dimension. In verse 18... The Bible tells us that this dream, I, Daniel 4.18, this dream, I, King Nebuchadnezzar, have seen. Now you, Belshazzar, declare its interpretation. Since all the wise men of my kingdom are not able to make known to me the interpretation, but you are able for the spirit of the Holy God is in you. Anywhere the Holy Spirit is, there is interpretation, there is understanding. Someone you've come in here, the Holy Spirit will give you understanding. In the name of Jesus. So he gave the dream to Daniel, and the Bible says, verse 19, when Daniel, whose name was Belshazzar, heard it, he was astonished for a time, and his thoughts troubled him. Why? Because it was a terrible dream. It was a terrible dream. The part of this dream that, that was, you know, very frightful was that all this your greatness, verse 22 says, it is your king, for you have grown and become strong. For your greatness has grown and reaches and reaches to the heavens and your dominion to the end of the earth. Okay. But 23 says, Inasmuch as the king saw what? A watcher. Tell your neighbor there is a watcher. A holy one coming down. You see, you and I must strive to have good records with the watcher. Are you with me? There's someone who made it. Someone who made it. There's a supervisor. There's one who is checking how you're using his world. Okay? So he came down, and what was his judgment? Remember um, the other man's own. He says, Mene, Mene, Theka, Ophasim. You have what? Been weighed in the balance. That's what is continually going on. He has a right to weigh. Why? Because he made. And that's why, let me tell you something about our country. Anytime men in power, men anywhere, begin to appropriate to themselves, the power of Almighty, rejoice, change will come. I said rejoice, change will come. Because the Most High still rules in the affairs of men. And whenever men imagine, you see, God is in heaven. And God cannot come down on earth and rule by himself. So he will still use men. And may he find you in the name of Jesus. He will still use men. But because men are slow of learning, anytime a man becomes promoted and empowered immediately they cut off relationship with their source and begin to imagine that what they are and what they have is their own you know someone said that money doesn't change people that money brings out what was in them no i think money 
blows or deafens the voice of the maker. Because when you have a lot and you think it's coming from inside of you, you, you become um, the, the goose that lays golden egg. It's not easy for you to hear advice. Are you understanding? So the watcher came and this is what the watcher said. What did the watcher say? The watcher said, chop down the tree. Destroyed, but what? Leave its stump and roots in the earth. Bound with a band of iron. Okay, let it be wet with the dew of heaven. Let him graze. All and all of, and all of, all of that. This was what they said would happen. But Daniel said, Daniel said in verse 26, he said to Nebuchadnezzar, it's not all bad news. We can solve this problem. Praise the Lord. He said we can solve this problem. What did he say, 26? And in as much as they gave the command to leave the stump and roots of the tree, it says your kingdom shall be what? Assured to you. After you come to know that what? That's the key. Everybody say that heaven rules. Ask your neighbor, do you know that heaven rules? Some people are in situations and maybe someone has threatened them. Okay? Or maybe they're financially challenged. There's a, a, a bad, you know, you just have a challenge. Or maybe it's even an illness. Just remember that you don't rule. Heaven rules. Praise the Lord. And the decision, just like you and I are seated here, tomorrow is Monday, we see an announcement, the federal government has said this, you agree with it. They didn't consult you. Heaven is working. Jesus says, my father is working, isn't it? So the same way, wherever you are, you can have confidence that it's not all up to you. Everything concerning your life is not all up to you. There is one in heaven that is interested in your affairs. Praise the Lord. So Daniel said to Nebuchadnezzar, this thing will be restored to you. When what happens? When you know that what? Heaven rules. What are we learning? When you get connected back to your maker. And how is that done? Quickly. The next verse. 27. Let's read it to everybody. Therefore, O king, let my advice be acceptable to you. What should you do? Break off your what? Sins. Sin is a word people don't like hearing. Sin is what brought sickness, death, murder, hatred, everything into the world. He said, break up your sins. Why? Because sin is rebellion against God. Sin is saying, God, you will not rule over me. So he said, break up your sins by being what? Righteous. And your iniquities by what? Showing mercy to the poor. Why? Perhaps there may be what? A lengthening of your prosperity. Praise the Lord, somebody. So Daniel gave this cancer, and it was wise cancer. I don't know the way the Bible put it. I don't know. But what I see here is that verse 29 says, At the end of the 12 months, Nebuchadnezzar was walking about the royal palace of Babylon. And verse 30 says, The king spoke, saying, Is not this great Babylon that are built for a royal dwelling by my mighty power and for the honor of my majesty after 12 months he listened for Daniel for one month two months he was acknowledging that heaven rules three months but you see when when somebody is overfed continually that's why please from time to time fast are you with me when somebody is overfed, continue. When everybody is at your beck and call, that's why your friends get into power and change. It's not easy. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not easy. 
okay so one month two months six months ten months he could hold himself after 12 months he looked everywhere and he said is not this the kingdom that i have built by my power and the next verse says while the word was what still in the king's mouth what happened a voice came from heaven and says this kingdom you're talking about is departed from you and you know what continue he says to him what is going to happen now he says they will drive you from men to see that the same flesh you and i have been given covering us up that same flesh could have been the flesh of enama they said they will drive you from amongst men you will dwell with beasts your fingers will become manicured like those of a, an ostrich you will grow your beards will become like feathers and all of that will continue continue until you learn what the animals know what do animals know the animals know that god made them everything created it's only human beings that are trying to deny god until you come to acknowledge and the bible said this happened this happened until verse 36 or 34 34 let's look at 34 it says at the end of time i nebuchadnezzar lifted my eyes where did he lift his eyes to now before he didn't look to heaven before he used to look to himself now he tell your neighbor lift your eyes to the heavens he said when i lifted my eyes to the heavens what happened my understanding returned to me child of god are you in enjoyment lift your eyes to heaven it will help you are you in pain lift your eyes to heaven it will help you let me tell you what, why people feel undue pain and pressure for whatever it is whether it's financial prosperity whether it's marriage whether it's children anything do you know why you feel undue pressure because you think it's all about you if you understand that there's someone orchestrating this thing and when he gives me my portion i will run with it it's because we imagine that it all begins from us and ends from us so when we don't have it's a big issue and when we have it's another big issue but when you understand that the lord made the bible says the rich and the poor who made them all he said your god made them all you must acknowledge the almightiness of your jehovah and you must come to acknowledge his intentionality and you must come to acknowledge his timing also it says he does what makes all things well beautiful in his time if the people of the world understood this life would be smooth oh life would be smooth i remember first time i went for a high school re reunion program and i was surprised because all the girls all the champions all the most beautiful girls in my set something had happened to them anybody experienced that there had been a switch the ones that were not beautiful then were the most beautiful the ones that were the most beautiful we're now, you know, he says, he changes times and seasons. So if it's your season, shine with care because a time may come that your season may what? Oh, yes. Maybe it's also your time of prosperity. I've told us here about um, two sister-in-laws, you know, married to the same family. And one was always tormenting the other one because she had had, you know, children. And, you know, any small time she had an opportunity, she would tell the sister-in-law, I'm a fulfilled woman, okay, because I'm married and I have children. And her children were all girls. And 
in the passage of time, time came for the other lady to have children. The first one, boy. And you know that Igbos. So you know in Igbo land, I don't know how many girls equal to one boy. You can eye me from now until tomorrow. If you marry, you want to have a boy. Anyway, so when this other lady had her own, first one boy, I think second one boy, all of a sudden, who was fulfilled changed. And the other one started crying to God for a boy. Thank God is merciful. We also gave her a boy. What I'm trying to say is this. You are not God. And if you're here today and somebody is making mockery of you because of what you don't have, just transmit it to your maker. Are you understanding? Just shift it to your maker. You did not make yourself. He makes things beautiful in his time. He knows when to lift me. It was Hannah that sang the song for her. He says, God knows how to lift the low out of the dunghill and set them amongst princes. It is in his hands. But if you have claimed glory for every other thing in your life, how can you shift this one to God? If your first class degree is your own, if your height is your own. You know, there are some people that are so full of themselves. Even the Bible they read, they have become the author and the finisher. Because you quote Bible, they can't hear from you again. You're quoting something, somebody's word. It's like assuming your father left you an uh, inheritance. You take his will and you claim his will and you're posing for him. How can someone once say to somebody, I think he was in this church. He said, please, please. How did he say it? He said, be careful the way you're quoting that Bible. Someone wrote it. Do you understand? You, you, you and I must understand. You see, what, what he does is that he's humbling as well as liberating. And that's why I can rejoice with you no matter what happens. And I can, also, I can also sympathize and empathize with you because I know that God has not made me better. Recently, uh, um, it was Thursday, we were 24 years in marriage. And 24 is a long time. Praise the Lord. I thought you would clap for the Lord. And you can see my wife. I'm, uh, uh, look, look at her. She's looking finer now than when. How am I looking now? And brethren, you know what? It was a time of humbling for me. Because, can I tell you the truth? Had it not been for the Lord. 24 days. Do you know what it means to be married? And I was not born again. Do you understand? I wasn't born again. No, the, the pastor was not holy. And, and I, when, I saw, when I saw my wife, let me tell you how it happened so you understand. When I saw my wife... She was so beautiful. I had changed all my program that day. When I got to my office, I had not gotten to the level where I used a driver. I rented a driver with uniform. You see, toasting, you see, I, I was, the devil anointed me for toasting. Those days, my wife would say, but you're not speaking to me the way you used to speak. He said, those days when I speak, I said, baby, how are you? Praise God. You see, what I saw in her that made me adjust all my program. You think I've not been seeing it since then? Why have, by the mercy of God, have I been faithful to her for 24 years? It is the mercy, the grace, the goodness, the kindness of the Lord. You see, the Lord is awesome. He doeth wonders. I know. So I can't even... People say, oh, you're a wonderful couple. I say, better know that he's a wonderful God. It's not about the couples. It's about the God behind them. 
it is about the god that is working in them it is about the god that is shutting their eyes it's about the god that is giving them fulfillment and contentment in one another that is what it's about let me tell you, some people will go and write a book the secret to being in love after the, the truth is that i love her more now and you know what i don't know the secret in fact i know it is the lord who made me who is remaking me every day making me to fall in love with her over and over last night she asked me to do something i said send me i serve you you know just neku and i will be doing do you understand that's that's how the lord can change a man do you understand it is the lord's doing and it's what marvelous even in my own sight oh yeah some people are looking at me and wondering how is it a, a, a man a man somebody came you know people can be funny so somebody invited somebody to church you know i met him somewhere i can't remember i think it was a boutique i can't remember and invited after i came to church a few times he said he said how do you do it see how see how you dress see how how, how do you manage all those ladies I was I never thought about it I don't see ladies I see sisters I see God's treasures I see God's children do you understand I don't see any of that and listen to me I used to see oh yes I used to see very well that's how I saw her I saw her I dropped my friend in the express I said go <laughs> praise God god changes god helps you're a businessman here god is making your way prosperous you're a student here god is helping you are you acknowledging the lord or do you want to become thirsty do you want to go to the field and live with animals let them teach you a lesson or two some people are looking down you you've come to church today may this end your opening your mouth to look down on any other human being because God who made you made them. The only difference is like, you know, how many of us play Ludo? Sometimes you're playing Ludo with someone and you're getting only one, two. The highest you get is three. <laughs> and your, your opponent is getting what? They call it Siki. Your opponent is getting Siki Siki. And you're just wondering. Is it, that, that's how it is. That's how life is. And, and if you're not humble enough, you can boast and for those who play with money you bet for the next game and you know so so that's how you you must and the lord says give to the lord the glory what do you have that you have not received and then let's put it this way what are you trusting god for that he who gave you the others cannot give you today do you know why we are depressed because we have become gods unto ourselves and that's why Jesus said, you and I must receive the kingdom as what? Little children. You know why? Little children understand their dependency. They never imagine everything begins and ends with them. They understand their dependency. So as we try to round up because of time, I want you to begin to look at your life. If you came in here burdened, I'd like you to know that our Lord Jesus Christ said, come to me, all ye who labor, and a heavy lady now what will i do i will give you rest listen to me you know the, the problem with our time now is that because of the burden of the world we live in preachers and pastors are under pressure to solve the problems that only god can solve with philosophy and humanism and all kinds of things so preachers are becoming business teachers preachers are becoming um, 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 um what, what will i call that one now what, what, what does um sorry 
inspirational speakers. I, I, no, I'm, I'm looking for the one for mine. Preachers are becoming, you know, makeover consultants. So they gather young girls and tell them, if you want to get married, this is the hair. This is how you pose. This, listen to me. When God wants to send you a husband, even if he meets you tying, you know that one, they tie in the neck. Eh? By 6 a.m., before you have put the foundation and all of that. Even if he passes by and sees you turning something in the firewood, spirit to spirit, it will bear witness. It will bear witness. What you need is the Lord's. You see, when Rachel was found, she was not doing shakara. She was not walking light. You can imagine a lady fetching buckets of water to feed camels. Imagine how beautiful. If she came out with makeup, they would have all run over. If she had Brazilian hair, it would have fallen into the world. Everything would have gone. But the man still said, this is the one that I'm what? Looking for. When God does it, nothing compares. Let's bow our heads as we go to the Lord and pray. Father, we thank you. It's a day of joy for us today. It's a day of thanksgiving for many of us. And it's also a day of hope and assurance. Because we look and we know that God is faithful. Who will not allow us to be tempted beyond what we can bear? And wherever we are, we have a maker. The songwriter says, I have a father who will never, never fail me. He said, Jesus is my father. He will never fail me. When Jesus becomes Lord in your life, you can't fail. He will renew your strength. He says, day by day, new masses he will bring. When he becomes too heavy, he will send fresh grace. This morning, I don't know how you've come. Or maybe you have come in prosperity. You have come in abundance. You have come in success. Maybe the Lord sent you here as a last opportunity before the thirst will come. So that thirst will not kill the man who killed 1,000 men. But whoever you are, I want to pray for one or two persons here. You've been here and inside your heart you're saying, Brother, preacher, I want to give my life to God. I want to give glory to him. You see, giving glory to God is saying, I don't belong to myself. Giving glory to God is saying, Lord, take over my life and run it. You see, what people call being born again is this. When a man has lived on earth and has acknowledged that the breath in his nostrils, somebody gave it to him and is not giving forever. Listen to me. Everyone born into this world, maximum 100 years and we won't be here. We won't even want to be here. But do you know what Jesus says? I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. What's he saying? He's saying, I know that this life is, is done. When Adam sinned, this life we began to live to die. But there is another life that when you begin to live, the source will be God himself. In your nostrils will be the Zoe life, the breath of God. And you begin from now to live as a child of that kingdom. And you master it as the days go by. When that happens, your sins are washed away. And you receive the power, like I testify, to live the life of a child of God. I'm telling you, things that have power over you, all of a sudden, the power they had over you will be broken. Why? Because your name has become written in the book of life. The angels now acknowledge you as a, an heir of God. Your words sound to the Father, and the Father calls you as his child. Today is your day of salvation. You're here and you're saying, Preacher, I'm that one. I want to surrender this life to Jesus. I want to give glory to Jesus. Then I want to pray with you anywhere you are. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you.
Lord, I'm blessing you. Let's just begin to give God glory for all that he is to us, for all that he is to us, for everything, everything. Lord, we are acknowledging you. We are acknowledging you as our source and as our sustainer. We are acknowledging you. We are lifting our eyes to heaven like Nebuchadnezzar did. I want you to lift your eyes to heaven. Is there anybody there that has experienced the goodness of the Lord? Anybody here that has experienced the mercies of the Lord? Anybody there that has experienced the deliverance of the Lord? Anybody here that can testify that I'm standing but by the grace of God? I want you to lift your eyes to heaven. That's where your focus will be aligned. Lift your eyes to heaven because when you give him glory, you will realize that he ain't seen nothing yet. The best is yet to come. I want you to lift your eyes. Are you overwhelmed with the situation on earth? Then like the psalmist, he said, he says, I will lift up my eyes beyond the hills. From whence comes my help? He said, my help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. I want you to know and I want you to tell God, I'm not in charge. You are in charge. And because you're in charge, I have faith for tomorrow. I have confidence that everything will work out. I'm confident. I'm confident that he that began the good work in me, he is faithful and he will perform it. I want you to begin to declare the Lord. Tell yourself it's not in me, it's not in me, it's not in me, it's not of me. Where I am, I didn't come there by myself. What I have, I didn't make it by myself. Lord, I will give you glory. I will give you honor. I will bless you. I will bless you. I will acknowledge you. You see, the secret of the man, David, was that he was a man that continually acknowledged the Lord. There was anybody who knew David will never doubt who his strength was. David killed a lion. David killed a bear. And David said, it was not me, but it was the Lord who delivered the lion, who delivered me out of the paws of the lion and the bear. And he said, because that God is God, then Goliath also, will be delivered into my hands today i want you to enter into the revelation god is god god is god almighty he is faithful and he's dependable what are the battles before you give him praise give him praise tell him you are in charge you rule and you reign you can handle it he's a healer he's a deliverer he's a provider he's a sanctifier are you struggling with some sin are you struggling with some habit there is a deliverer in heaven he can change your heart he can turn your attention he can turn your lives he can make you love the things that are holy and despise the things that are, that is what jehovah does that is what he does that is what he does he is god almighty begin to bless him begin to acknowledge him choir we ready let's celebrate this god let's give him glory let's give him glory don't stop open up your mouth i don't know how it's to you but i just want to shout i just want to say thank you lord i just want to say you are the reason why i sing my song you are the reason i'm standing you're the reason i made it you're the reason my marriage is here you're the reason for the children what did i do to have the children that i have your mercy gave them to me what did i do to have the children that you have blessed me? to have the wife that i have what did i do what have i done that i should not have died before now why am i still alive is it not that you kept me i look all around and i see that it is you lord it is you lord it is you lord all the glory belongs to you all the glory belongs to you all the glory have you seen anything good in me i want to bear witness all the glory it is the lord it is the lord it is the lord it is the lord we bless you we worship you we adore you 
it's all thine. Receive it, O Lord, in Jesus' name. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ikenao Keke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158804. You can find us online at www www.thefatherschurchonline.org God bless you.